0: Well, hey there, church family. We're so glad you're joining us today. If you'd like to give, there are three ways you can do that in person, mailing a check, or giving anytime online. Let's pray before we jump into the message today. Father God, we love you. We thank you for the goodness of who you are. Father, we thank you for this time today of worshiping you together. Father, I just thank you that as Pastor Brett brings this word, Father, that your Holy Spirit speaks to each and every heart, that this is hidden in the good soil of our heart, and that you draw us closer and closer to you with each and every moment. We love you. Father it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, church family, let's jump into the message today from Pastor Brett. Good morning, Legacy Family. If you have gone to LegacyFamily.info and pull up the notes or get your phone out and get ready to take some notes, I've got uh, just going back to the basics this morning, just trying to uh, uh, establish some things in your heart as we go in this, and we're going to talk about our place, our place in God, our place in Jesus Our place in the kingdom. And uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. If you're thinking wrong, you won't ask. You won't pray. You won't think that it's for you. So therefore, you won't pursue it. And so, as a man thinks in his heart, you've got to change your thinking. And uh, we're going to look at some of the things. But a foundation scripture we're going to start off with is James 1, 22 through 25. And uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, that you establish your disciples today. Establish us uh, in our position in you, who we are in Christ, to put Jesus in his rightful place, to put the Father in his rightful place, and to put us in our rightful place uh, as disciples, as as believers, as sons and daughters. Lord God, open our eyes and reveal to us who we are and, and what we're called to be in Jesus' name. Amen. So James 1, 22 through 25, and James is the brother of Jesus. Uh, He wrote this book. He was also the pastor in Jerusalem, and he says this, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Did you get up and look in the mirror today? I know you're at the house, so you probably didn't even comb your hair. Hopefully you brush your teeth and had mercy on your family. Uh, but, you know, you get up, you look in the mirror, you comb your hair. I got two on top. I keep them slick back. Uh, and in verse 24, it says he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So, so this is the mirror that we're supposed to find out who we are and what we're supposed to look like. This is the mirror that you look into, and it's the mirror of love. It's the mirror of God. It shows us who Jesus is in us, supposed to be in us. And, and so it says what kind of manner of man he, he is, he observes himself and forgets what kind of manner. So as you get into the word, you need to remember the word of God. You need to let the word of God change you. But he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word or the work. And this one will be blessed in what he does. When you remember who you are in Christ, you don't have any issues about going to prayer, asking the Father for things, uh, worshiping God. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Well, you need to know. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, if I just, I, I don't know about the mansions in heaven. I just need a little cabin and glory. There's no cabins. And, uh, you know, there's a place for you. We've been trying to, to put this in you that God has prepared a place for you in heaven. And we're going to look at some things today. And we need to remember these things. And we need to put these in the forefront of our, of our heart and establish who we are in Christ Jesus. So, uh, number one, if you got your notes or if you're taking notes, write this down. Identity. Your identity in Jesus, your identity in the Father. Identity is, is uh, to define it, is who you are uh it's who you are the way you think about yourself how do you see yourself what do you how do you think about yourself the way you are viewed by the world but what i want to look at is by but but what about your identity in god how does god see you how does god look at you how does god uh see you your you know our identity uh, in second Corinthians 5:17, these are simple basic scriptures that you need to know. And it says, if, if any man, therefore if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. In verse 18, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You're supposed. You are reconciled with God, and you're supposed to grow in it so much that you reconcile other people. That you you have been brought into the kingdom. That you have you are you are a new creation. How you were raised needs to change. You're raised by God now. How how your circumstances in your past. You need to forget your past. You're a new, 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 new in Jesus. And so we need to start acting new. We need to start thinking new. You need to quit thinking about how your grandpa thought and how your mama thought or how we love them, but we want to thank God thoughts. We want to thank godly thoughts because there are things that have been imparted into our life uh, the way we were raised, the way we grew up, uh, and I, well, I'm proud the way I was raised. Well, listen, I'm proud of who I am in God because Jesus paid the price for me to walk in kingdom principles, to walk in the things of God, to be the the child of God, to be a new creation. And and it's, it's not that I don't love my parents or love my grandparents. I love God more. And Jesus said, if you if if you uh, Walk away from your mother and father and, and cling unto him. Even lands and houses, he'll add all those things back to you. And if they're not saved, they'll get saved because you have the ministry of reconciliation now. And, but I, let's go back and just show up our identity. We're new now. Let's Let's, let's start looking at the newness. Have you studied it out? Do you know, if I gave you a car, wouldn't you study out how to drive it? Wouldn't you study out how to, to work every gadget in it? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you know how to turn the radio on? Would you know how to crank it? Would you learn how to crank it? Would, if I gave you a computer, would you know how to, uh, would you study to, uh, to, to be able to turn it on, to be able to access all the apps on it, a uh, new phone, whatever? D- listen, this is new right here. I know it's thousands of years old, but this is the way to live. And you need to get in it and find out who you are, who you're supposed to be. You need to look in the mirror. You know, we look in the mirror to fix ourselves up, but we look in this mirror. This is what we're supposed to be. And that's what I want us to show us today. So in Romans 321, you know, 322, everybody's uh, heard 322, but actually 323, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Man, oh man, in the culture that I'm living in right now, people are beat up. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. And you know what? But once you become a Christian, you're not a professional sinner anymore. Before you accepted Jesus, you were a professional sinner. You were on the sinner's side. Now we're on God's side. And I want you to look at this. This is our identity. You may not have dropped everything that, that you have walked in in your past, but it's time to drop it. It's time to walk away from it. It's time to see yourself as the child of God, as, as who God called you to be in Romans three twenty one. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Come on. Right standing with God is being revealed. It's been revealed. Right standing. You have right standing with God. Let's look at it. And so, And so verse 22, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. So if you're a believer, you have right standing with God. We'll we'll get to it. Quit going back to all your sins. We'll get to the sins just for a second. Let's look at who we are. Our identity as a believer, as a believer, our identity is that we have right standing with God. We have right right standing with, we're right with God because of Jesus. Come on. This is all about Jesus. It's all about what Jesus has done. Is his blood not enough? Is his blood not enough to forgive you of your sins? And Romans three twenty three says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, we have, but the grace of God has been extended to us. And set us free from the law of sin and death, and has brought us into another place. And you have got to start identifying that you're a child of God, that you're right with God because of the blood of Jesus. It changes your perspective. It changes who you are, your identity. You know there've been there have, in history there have been plenty of kings who did not know they were kings, did not identify with being a king, but they were anyway because it was their right, their birthright. You've been born again. And your birthright is the righteousness of God. And so you've got to change. Your, you're not a sinner saved by grace anymore. You are saved by grace, but you're not a sinner. You're the righteousness of God. The sin nature has, has, has been broken off of you. And when you live, well, I'm not worthy. You know what? The blood of Jesus has made us worthy. We are not worthy, but the blood of Jesus has made us worthy. In verse 24, we've been justified freely by His grace Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus, he redeemed us. He paid the price for us. He redeemed us. That's grace and mercy. But grace and mercy will not leave you in the muck and mire. Grace and mercy will pull you out of the sin and stand you up. You know, when my kids were like a year and a half old, I started teaching them how to walk. God's trying to teach us how to walk and who we are in him and what he's called us to be. And when I would hold their hand and they would balance and, you know, it's kind of funny. They were like a drunk man walking because they didn't know how to balance on two feet just yet. But we held them up and when they fell, we picked them up. And, you know, as they grew, they learned how to walk. And, you know, by the time they were four years old, I wasn't picking them up anymore. They would pick themselves up, brush themselves off, and they would continue walking. Come on, that's why why if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. When you fall or slip or fail, you need to repent. You need to change. Wait a minute, this is wrong actions, wrong thinking, wrong doing. I'm the righteousness of God. I am not supposed to act this way. Come on, we're not supposed to, to continue in sin. We're supposed to continue in righteousness because that is our identity in God. Let's go to number two, your position. Position. You have a position. You have a place in the kingdom. To define position is how a person is placed. Even an opinion. Or where a person is focused or located in relation to others. You have a position in God. What about your position in God? Hmm? Where, Where does God see you? He sees you through the blood of Jesus in a certain position. He sees you. through, Through Jesus Christ, you, when he looks at you, he looks at you through the blood of Jesus and sees you in a certain position. Are you in that position? Are you still walking in the muck and the mire? Are you still walking in the ways of the world? Let's look at the scripture, Ephesians 2, 5. Even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, it says. For when we were dead in sins, it's Ephesians 2, 5. He has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We've been raised up, made up to sit together in heavenly places. If you were invited to go to the White House to sit at the table with the president... With all kinds of people, wouldn't you dress up a little bit because you're going to a, a special place? Or maybe you're invited to the governor's mansion and you you would dress up and you would uh, act different, you would uh, you would look different, and you would look at everybody else. I mean, you wouldn't wipe your mouth on your sleeve, you wouldn't uh, you, you know you wouldn't burp at the table. You're going to put on your manners. Why? Because you've been invited to a, a higher place. Come on. That's in the a world, but God has invited you to a higher place. That's why you need to keep yourself from sin, because God has called you to a higher level. And when we, if we're seated with Christ in the heavenlies, we're supposed to look down on our problems, not up at our problems. We're not supposed to be under, we're supposed to be overcomers, we're supposed to be on top. And it's a hard place to do. It's a hard place to be, but we have got to change our mindset because when you get under the circumstances, you're beat down, you're beat down, and then you quit, and oh, I can't do this, oh, I can't live it. You can't live it. You can't live it this life that God's called us to without Jesus. And I know some of y'all, hard head rednecks, I am one of them. Well, i just act who I am if I was. Oh, come on. Come on. You would change if, 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 if you knew that there was, uh, if that's what God wanted you to do, if you really love God, you'll want to change. You're selfish in doing your own thing, but God's called us to a higher level. God's called us to live. And it's not about cockiness. It's not about, uh, it's about Him. It's about putting Jesus in His rightful place, respecting Jesus, respecting the Father, and honoring the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you, Christian. Just to honor him. Let's look at what in Revelation 1 5. Here's another position. People don't want to talk about it, but listen. And from Christ Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. I mean, you know, he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. It says that too. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood. When you recognize that he is the only way to get into heaven, you need to start. That's when the honor starts coming. Man, that when you put him in his rightful place, that he's king of kings and lord of lords. Man, he is worthy. But wait a minute. Who's the king? He's the, Who's he the king of? What, where are these other kings? Where are these other lords? Where are these other priests? In verse 6, Revelation 1, 5, and 6. It says in verse 6, And he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. God's made you the king of your life, and Jesus is the king over you. You are a high priest that you can enter into the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need. You are a priest of your household, sir. Ma'am, you can pray and intercede for your children. You can intercede for this country, sir. You can pray and intercede. You, You can walk into the Holy of Holies just like the priest because of the blood of Jesus my goodness, and we're kings, not that we're cocky kings. We're not tyrants. We're kings over our lives. We can take the word of God and the power of God and the life of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we can live this life as kings. It doesn't mean that you're going to be rich. Oh, we have, we, we, We're like uh, the, the Old Testament people. If, well, they must love God. Look how God loves love them because they're blessed. No, you can be blessed with nothing. It's not about finances, it's not about money, it's not about houses, brethren and land. It's about knowing who you are. It's knowing your position in God. Man, the, the poor uh, of this earth who know their position in God are rich in God. You have a position. King, queen, priest, come on, princes, princesses, teach your children. That they are eagles. <laughs> They're not buzzards. They are eagles. And they need to soar in the heavenlies with Jesus Christ. They need to be like him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and take his power and live this life and be successful. There's no way to be unsuccessful w- when you have God to in his fullness. Have you ever thought about that? When you live out of your own strength, that's where, that's where the struggles come. Let's look at number three, relationship. And I have hammered this and hammered this and hammered this. Relationship. It's the way in which two or more people are connected. Do you know we have a relationship with God? It's a relationship, it's not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with God the Father, Jesus his Son, Jesus his brother, Jesus your Savior, Jesus your Lord, Jesus your King. It's a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 3.26, it's family. It's family. And let's look at the family. For for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We, we need to put him on. We need to walk around that we're in Christ, that he's on us, that he's living through us, that, that, man, that our smile counts for somebody else, our words of encouragement, it counts for somebody else. We have relationship with God, the Father. He's Father. Jesus set that precedent. We've talked about it the last two or three Sundays. He's Father now. He's Father now. He's Father now. My goodness, that's family. That's family talk. That is family talk. We're in the family of God. And so in Romans eight fifteen says, "For you did not receive the Spirit of, uh, of bondage again to fear." Because see, sin will bring fear. I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm beat. You're beat down. You're in the chains of bondage. God wants to break of bondages, uh, of drug addiction, of alcohol addiction, uh, of cheating on your husband or cheating on your wife. Uh, That's called adultery. Uh, He wants to break sexual sins. He wants to break things off of your life. Those are bondages. And God wants to break the chains of bondages off of you. And when you identify your position and your relationship with God and you identify who you are, your position and relationship, these bondages will break off. Well, I'm just a drug addict. Well, I'm 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 just an ex-con. I'm divorced. God can I've had people say God can never use me again evermore because I've been divorced. Lie, that's a lie of the devil. God can use God used David. He was a murderer, a liar, adulterer. He repented and God still used him. God can use you. If you change your thinking and change your ways. Uh, you know, there was this preacher that that uh, a man could drunk come up to him and punched him in the face and say, hallelujah, you know, and they got into it. And the preacher beat him down, and uh, he just lost it. And he thought, well, he was taught that there's no redemption for me now. I've, I've sinned, and uh, I can't preach anymore. But, you know, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And, you know, he stepped down for years and years, but God wouldn't leave him alone. There was still a, a call of God on his life. And he finally called a preacher one day, but looked up, a, he'd moved to another state and he called the preacher and said, how come God won't leave me alone? He goes, well, because God still loves you and God still wants to use you. And so we have got to know our identity, our position and our relationship. And it's not about being used. It's knowing that who we are in him and, and the being used part is just the overflow that you're just going to spill on people and uh, the love of God and the joy of God and the peace of God and so uh, in, in Romans eight fifteen, for you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption where we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You need to know that it, it, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you And and it lets you know that you are a child of God. You know, you see people get saved, delivered from drugs or alcohol, and they're on fire. And you see somebody that got saved when they were 8, 9, 10, 15, and they've lived uh, in church, and they've gone to church, and they get dry. Come on, you need to wake up every day. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Hey, you in the mirror, you're a child of God. Hey, this mirror tells me I'm a child of God. And we need to to, to solidify in our life that God is my father, that Jesus is my brother. He's my savior. And we need to worship them and honor them for who they are. And, And he's father. And so it says we receive the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. In Romans 8:16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may be glorified together. You know, one of the biggest things to suffering. People, oh, we're suffering through this virus. No, the sufferings you got to put yourself down. Your stinking flesh. Your flesh wants to do what it wants to do, and that's that's the first part of suffering for God is putting yourself down. And living for God with your whole heart. With all you are. So let's let's look at one more thing before we close. Friend. God has called you friend. Did you know Abraham? God called him friend. They had relationship. God would come talk to him. Did you know that God came down in the cool of the day and talked to Adam and Eve? Walked with them. Do you know he knew their thoughts? But he fellowship. God wants a family to fellowship. God wants to fam- a family to fellowship, and I'm not talking about cheapening our relationship and bringing God to our level. I'm talking about us going up to His level. We need to go up. Too many people want to stay in their muck and mire and call God Father and call Jesus Brother, but they don't want to come up out of that. They don't want to be lifted up. They like they're like the hog. You can wash them off, and they'll run right back and wallow in the thing that you took them out of. Don't be that hog. Don't be that pig. God has called you a child of God, and he's wanting you to rise up out of the muck and mire that's in, this earth, in this world and, and be the son and daughter of God that he's called you to be. He's called you family. He's called you friend. In John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this, than the one lay down his life for his friends. Jesus calls us friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Are you doing what he commands you? Are you a doer? No longer do I call you servants for servant servant does not know what his master is doing but I call but uh, but I have I, I made known to you everything that I'm going to do the master's doing. I, I tell you what the master's doing I tell you what the father's doing. He said, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. He'll even show you things to come. Is't that good? In Romans 9:26 they shall be called the sons of, of the living God. In Proverbs 18, 24, a man who has friends must uh, himself be friendly, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is our friend that sticks closer than our earthly brother. Listen, Jesus is our friend. So what I want to say is, is your identity, your position, your relationship in God, and it needs to be number one. You need to, you need to establish these things in your life, who you are, who you are in Christ. Who God is to you. When you start putting them, when you start remembering what Jesus has done, you go back and look at what the cross, how bloody that was, how bloody the beating was. He's my champion. Yeah, he's my savior. He's my Lord. He's my king. Now he's my brother. And and the the father is God. And God is my father. And so we need to recognize uh, who we are. We need to quit letting our past dictate who we are. Is your past dictating who you are? We need to quit letting circumstances. Well, that all sounds good, but I've never seen that. Then change. Start changing. To change circumstances, you got to change thinking. Because you'll never pursue something if you don't think you can get it. You'll never drive over there. Your experiences, you can't let experiences dictate your identity, your position, or your relationship. There was a Walmart that opened... And I was working at a job and I was driving to a a certain place and I had time and they were giving away $100 bills. It was a grand opening at this Walmart. It said, We're giving away seven $100 bills. I said, I'm driving over there, get me one. And so they were trying to interview people. And this man was walking up and they said, Sir, could you come and talk to us? No, don't bother me. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I'm thinking, they're trying to give you $100. Sir, would you just give us just for a minute? Just give us a minute of your time. No. And I'm yelling in my car, take the money. But he had no idea what they were trying to do. He had no idea. He was, he was living his own way, his own life. I don't need anybody. Don't talk to me. Don't bother me. His identity was all squirrel, messed up. And they were trying to bless him. Do you know God's been trying to get blessing to you and your thinking's all messed up? You don't know who you are. You don't think it's rightfully yours. Well, I've seen people with false humility. Well, pastor, you know, I I don't deserve that. And I, you know, baloney. Jesus paid the price for you. You deserve heaven. You deserve to be in the family because of Jesus, not because of you. So change your thinking that I am a child of God, that I have right standing with God. I am righteous. That God, What does it mean to be righteous? That God hears and answers the prayers of the righteous. God hears me and answers me. God knows my name. The Bible says that God no, has numbered the uh, hairs on your head. He, he comes to me every day because mine's falling out daily. Man, and he comes to you daily. Do you know him? Do you know him as Savior? Do you know him as Lord? Do you know him as King? Do you want to identify with Him? Do you want your life to change? You know, maybe you got saved a long time ago and you're still living the old ways. It's time to be that new creation. Maybe you've never stepped into that new creation life before. Today's the day to give your life to Jesus. How about rededicating your life to God? To get on fire for God. To to serve God with all your heart. uh, Because He's worthy. My goodness, he's wrapped in glory and honor. The Father's goodness is all about heaven. You know what? He wants us to bring his goodness to the earth and let us be clothed in it. Let us walk in his glory, in his goodness, and let us live this life. Even in the midst of turmoil and trouble, we can still smile because we know whose we are and whom in whom we have believed. I'm going to put some King James on you. And uh, whom? Uh, who we have believed in. We believe in God the Father. We believe in His in the work of His Son, Jesus. He's our Savior, Lord, and King. Will you accept Him? The Bible says if you believe in your heart, if the Holy Spirit's drawing you to believe, and you believe in your heart, and you say it with your mouth, if you pray it out, then you will be saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Will you accept Jesus today? If you will, then pray this with me. Say, Father, today I come. I accept your son Jesus and what he did at the cross. That he died for my sins, that he was beaten for my sins, my troubles, my sorrows, even my healing. And the tomb is empty. He rose again. And he's seated at the right hand in heavenly places, the right hand of the Father. I accept you, God, as my Father, Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, as my brother. Pull me up out of this mess. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Come on, say, wash me in your blood, Lord. Let today be fresh and new for me, a new beginning. A new creation. I am a new creation today in Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus, amen. Listen, if you've accepted Jesus today, go to our website. Contact us. Let us know. We want to pray for you. We can send stuff to you uh, to help you grow and learn who you are in Jesus. We want to say God bless you and thank you for tuning in and be encouraged today. God loves you. He sent Jesus just for you. Amen. Well, church family, I'm so glad you joined us today. Don't forget, if you'd like to give today, there are three ways you can do that. You can drop it off in person, you can mail a check, or you can give anytime online at legacyfamily.info. We love you, and from all of us here at Legacy Church, have a great week.